Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. No doubt about it. Things are crazy right now. Just read a paper. On second thought, don't. You're listening to something rock solid. Something to depend on. Believe in. Expert information on gaming, arts, and more. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Welcome on into our number two of the early line. Right here with you on Sports Grid on this Wednesday morning. I am Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside. A lot of good stuff coming up here in our second hour. Target player props, as always, on Wednesday. We'll talk about some of the key games on the college board, both basketball and football, and a full slate of NBA action to preview for you here on a Wednesday as well. But I want to start it off by circling back to a market that Donnie found himself involved with last week and took what... I think is a ridiculous loss. And that is, of course, when will the Detroit Lions win their first game? We know that Donnie has taken, uh, took part in multiple markets there, and one of them was to go winless, or so we thought. Apparently, they needed to lose every single game, and the tie messed that up for you a little bit, DRS. The Detroit Lions playing the Cleveland Browns this week as double-digit dogs. What is the temperature on the Detroit Lions, who I now feel like you were kind of an official overseer on, if this group can perhaps crack through? Yeah, I don't think they're going to win a game. I really don't. And I know they say any given Sunday, and you've even seen a game where they tied and probably could have won against the Baltimore Ravens. But at the same time, you see that those were opportunities that you probably your best opportunities to win a football game. Mm-hmm. Now, we take a look now, the reposted numbers on the FanDuel Sportsbook to go 0-16-1 for the Detroit Lions. It sits at a plus 350 price. So it was 4-1 to previously before this weekend. They got the tie. Uh, they reposted myself or, or get back in again. At the 350 price. Now, also on Sunday, the interesting part about it is I was watching that game and very interested in it. And once they got to overtime, wasn't checking really the fine print of what I was remembering correctly because all I kept saying was, I was like, man, just don't win the game. I would love a tie because that means Detroit will still be winless. And then that light bulb clicked into my head and I said, now hold on, let me go read what it was. And the bet was already graded a loss because it was to go 0 and 17 mm-hmm. as opposed to what you thought would just technically be winless on the season. So looking at the Detroit Lions and what they have coming up here on the road against the Browns, that's probably going to be a loss here. The one chance to, for myself that I think that they can get a win would be against the Chicago Bears. Why? It's on Thanksgiving. It's also going to be one of those games where you take a look and it's that short work week on the road. Those typically are the toughest ones to win. Justin Fields, a rookie quarterback. If they can get by that game, it's funny. Say they can get by the game with a win. No, 
they can get by the game with a loss. Take a look at the rest of the schedule there. You're going to have Vikings, Broncos, Cardinals, Falcons, who aren't very good, but still on the road. Seahawks, not very good maybe at that time, but still on the road in Russell Wilson. And then you end the season with the Green Bay Packers. Now, you just all say who's going to be the top overall seed in the NFC. I think it's going to be the Green Bay Packers. And what you're hoping for in that last weekend, that the Packers have everything wrapped up. Devontae Adams doesn't have to play. Aaron Jones doesn't have to play. Your quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, doesn't have to play. You use that as an extra rest period. Or even if they do play, Kevin, some of the starters, they're going to be out by the half. And if Detroit comes into that last game against the Green Bay Packers where they don't have a win, that is their Super Bowl on the season to avoid a winless season. I think it matches up for some fun here because, again, I don't think Detroit's going to win a game. But if they do, their best shot is going to be versus a team that's not playing anybody and doesn't care about the game. It is such a fascinating market to try and play through your head. This week, they go and play at Cleveland, an awful spot for these Detroit Lions. Again, we've talked about it, a group that has rotated covers, rotated a level of competitiveness basically each and every week as the radio audience enters the fold. Appreciate all those listening to the early line on Sports Grid Radio. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side with you on this Wednesday morning. What is also interesting to me is I think Donnie right now is operating in this market with a a thought to cash and perhaps cash that big Packers price and the worst case scenario is kind of that back end coverage on the 0-16-1 should have been 0-17. It should just say not to win a game. One number that I'm really interested though, Donnie, is the Vikings at plus 600. And not even necessarily because I think they're going to beat the Minnesota Vikings. But, Don, if they lose to the Browns, which I will be stunned if they do not lose to the Browns, and if they lose to the Chicago Bears, which it's just too easy, the idea that they're going to beat the Bears at home, then you would essentially have the Lions money line against Minnesota at 6-1 to one entering that game where, Donnie, you don't even need to let the game play out because for comparison's sake right now, the Browns' money line this week against the Detroit Lions is under minus 500, which means Minnesota on the road would have a money line, I would suggest, Donnie, under minus 300. And very well, you just need the Lions then to lose the next two weeks. This time they could even tie and it still wouldn't hurt you. And I think the Vikings at plus 600 is another interesting way to back this or to fade, I guess, this Detroit group here. It is. And also keep in mind when you're taking a look at how hard it is for the road team only on a couple days, you know, to practice, get ready, heal your wounds from the previous Sunday to play, which is why we talked about that Thanksgiving game against the Chicago Bears. Equally important is that the fact that the Detroit Lions, because you play on Thanksgiving Day, like the Dallas Cowboys do every single year and get that built in mini buy that nobody else in the NFL gets to participate in outside of the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys. You have extra time to prepare for that one. So if you think they're going to beat the Vikings, that's a great one here because they will be rested and ready off of that Thanksgiving game, maybe giving them the upper hand in that one. We'll see it play out, but it's a fun market to try to talk our way through and see how it finishes for the rest of the season. The two games Minnesota plays before that Detroit game, home against the Packers and at the Niners. Tough games, could be beat up. Also, classic Kirk Cousins, like go to San Fran, get a win, look amazing, throw three touchdowns and 300 yards, and then not move the football against Detroit. Target player problems up next. Sports 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Justin, and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell. Starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's keep it going right here. The early line target player props. A lot of good stuff here. Now, one of these is the most predictable target player prop in the history of target player props. We did it when the guy was on a buy. But we had to circle back. DRS, start us off your opening target player prop. Yeah, let's take a look at some player props this week. Always fun to do here on a Wednesday. And I'm going to go with a quarterback here that, hey, maybe sometimes, Kevin, you find a little groove and you say, you know what? We were correct in doing what? Predicting a quarterback would actually throw for over 200 yards at a nice, juicy price of plus 152 versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who are we talking about? One, Justin Fields. So if we take a look here at Justin Fields over the past four games, he's actually averaged 206 yards passing per game which sounds minuscule, but you have to take baby steps with a rookie because we saw the kid thrown for like 30 or 40 yards early in the season as a starter, and now seemingly like the offense has started to evolve. What do we like about Mac Jones coming into the season? Heady, strong, comes out of Alabama, won some national championships, and you're looking at yourself for the first month going, boy, it doesn't look like they really trust this kid that much. Maybe the trust factor here, Kevin, is starting to turn up the gas here in Chicago because when we take a look at Justin Fields overall of what we like from the kid, he's athletic. He can get outside of the pocket. What do we get angry at Matt Nagy for? Hey, use his legs. Put him out and let him run around. He made some sensational throws against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Coming up this weekend, going against the Baltimore Ravens. Let's take a look at the last four games. The Packers, pretty good defense. On the road against the Buccaneers, pretty good defense. The 49ers, as we know, talented and can be a good defense. Last week against the Steelers, pretty good defense. The Baltimore Ravens, typically in the past, Kevin, a very good defense, but not so much here. I think we have an advantage off of a bye week, more of the playbook opening up for Justin Fields. He can do some damage. And when we say damage, we're not going to need 240 yards. Heck, Kevin, I don't even think they can post this number over 200. If we find a price here somewhere around that 190s level, which should be a fair price here for the market, 
I think I'm going over with Justin Fields here. I think it just makes sense. The evolution of the playbook, the confidence he played with versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now you're going to come back at home, rested and ready versus the Ravens. No reason to believe that Justin Fields can't once again, Kevin, hit that 200-yard plateau. It is a perfect target player prop. And let me just pair a couple of numbers here with this. The game against Pittsburgh, the number was 185 and a half. The week before, 186 and a half against the Niners. The highest number that Fields has had yet was 221 and a half. They're not going to be able to jack that number up to some outrageous level, even though he is off of the game where he threw for 291 yards. And one final note, the team that gives up the most passing yards per game, Donnie, the Baltimore Ravens. I think even, Donnie, if they do post a number at around 220 or so, this could be Fields Week here overall, but I think you're still right. I'm not sure the number will get that high. How about we go from one quarterback over to a running back here, Donnie, and a running back that is coming off of a very strong performance. Yeah, let's take some time to take a look at Christian McCaffrey here in this game. Now, you say, okay, Washington's defense really susceptible in the air. I get it. A little bit better against the rush. No Chase Young this weekend. But I'm looking at it from a perspective of Christian McCaffrey is a really good football player. So when you're going up against a defense that is decent, okay. But it's all about usage rate and what we're going to get. I expect Cam Newton to be the quarterback this weekend. So I don't expect... 35 passes out of Cam Newton. So what does that mean? You're going to be handing the football off, and the read option is going to be a big part of that. Let's take a look at Christian McCaffrey on the season, Kevin, particularly from a rushing perspective. Versus the New York Jets, 21 carries. Versus the New Orleans Saints, 24 carries. Only seven against Houston. Why? Because he got injured in the first quarter. Takes a couple weeks off, comes back against New England, gets those 14 touches from the running back position. Last week, only 13 touches, but keep in mind, 13 touches for 95 yards on the ground and also had 10 targets this week for 10 receptions. Now, you say, Donnie, you're looking towards a Christian McCaffrey rushing yardage prop. What does that matter with the receiving? It's about Christian McCaffrey now being healthy. He got 13 carries and 10 catches. That's 23. If I can look in this game, another increased workload here in what I think might be a little bit of a lower scoring game. If I can get 25 total touches in this game and at least 15 rushes here, there's no reason to believe for me he can't go over his rushing prop total. And it's not going to be crazy high. If we're looking at one of those prices, Kevin, somewhere in the 60s, I'm taking Christian McCaffrey over. I think I'm getting value on finally a talented running back coming back healthy, and there's going to be no restrictions on him this week. I'll let Christian McCaffrey rushing yards to the over here. I absolutely love it. And I'll add on top of that, Donnie, the receiving yards and the receptions. See, the thing is usually when there's a quarterback change, right? It's like, ah, who's he going to like? Cam Newton loves Christian McCaffrey. He plays, he's played with him. He's going to target yeah. this guy, no doubt about it. Christian McCaffrey, here's the thing about McCaffrey. No matter when he gets injured, he comes right back and they go, yep, you're the best player on the field. We're going to give you the ball at least 20 times. That's the floor. Every single yes. week, every single week. And they're playing a game where they're favored in. So running makes a lot of sense as well. One more here for you, DRS. And comes from a team that it looks like you are very interested in backing this week overall. Mm. Yeah, I see some points coming here from the Dallas Cowboys versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you're going to have points, it's probably not one of those games where you say, hey, let's just play keep away here. That's not what Dallas does on offense. Dallas can be the aggressor, and I think it's going to pay dividends here. C.D. Lamb receiving yards to the over. Why do we like him? Well, he's incredibly talented here. Let's take a look at a five-game snapshot here for C.D. Lamb as he enters into this game versus the Kansas City Chiefs. 84 yards in the air versus the Giants. 
149 versus the Patriots, 112 versus the Vikings, a low point, which is basically a low point for the entire football team. And I don't know what they were doing against the Denver Broncos. He only had 23 yards. But last week, getting back into the groove, two touchdowns, also included 94 yards. And I think we can both assume if the Falcons had any pulse in that game, CeeDee Lamb might have had 194 yards because it seemed like he was wide open the entire game. Now, flipping it forward to this weekend, we do anticipate a lot of points in this one. So I think the usage rate is going to be high and sort of the handing off of the baton. Amari Cooper is a sensational wide receiver in the NFL. But I think the Dallas Cowboys now are handing that baton over to CeeDee Lamb. I think he has a big week against the Chiefs. And again, you can't price these guys crazy high. So it's not as if CeeDee Lamb, with all those weapons for the Dallas Cowboys, is going to come in with like an 89-and-a-half number. It's probably going to be posted, Kevin, in the mm-hmm. high 60s, somewhere in the 70s. And there's no reason to believe here in the first half, CeeDee Lamb can't have three catches for 64 yards and on his way to capturing a prop victory for me. CeeDee Lamb, he'll get catches, he'll get yards. That's why I like him to go over his receiving total this weekend. And something that I'm really interested to see from this game is when we get the anytime touchdown market. When you have a total of 56, they're going to anticipate a lot of touchdowns and a lot of your key guys. And you've got Kelsey and Hill that are always minus money prices. You've got a Zeke who will fit that number the same and probably C.D. Lamb. But perhaps those same game parlays and pair a couple of touchdown scorers there. Also, this game will have match specials. Don't be scared to take a look at those. The numbers will be pretty high, but you might be able to get some really good plays. I've got three here. I want to give at least one out right now because, Donnie, this one is very, very simple to understand. We've seen Aaron Jones now, unfortunately, suffer injury. That will, I would assume, cost him at least this week's game against the Minnesota Vikings. Well, good thing for the Green Bay Packers. A.J. Dillon at times has looked like their RB1. And last week, A.J. Dillon had 21 carries. It was good enough for 66 yards and two touchdowns. The thing, though, is, Donnie, we've seen A.J. Dillon carry the workload for this group, even when Aaron Jones has been healthy. We know Green Bay trusts this kid. We've seen it during his tenure at Boston College. Give him all the work, no problem. I don't know where they set this A.J. Dillon number, Donnie, but I don't know if they can set it high enough. No, and will people be looking towards it? Because obviously we're opportunity better. So you say, okay, he's going to be main guy in the backfield, but it's still a game they have Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams on the outside. So how much time will you commit to the running game? But also, you know what you like? It's in a hostile environment there. You're going to be in Minnesota. It's going to be loud. So you're not going to have to worry about pass protection from the young kid or catching the ball out of the backfield, Kevin. I like this. If the usage rate for Green Bay is still high with running the football, which it should be, he should be able to power his way and get his rushing total to the over. I think it's a pretty good look. That is not the only target player prop that I have from that game. We're going to talk about Minnesota's quarterback, Kirk Cousins, and also an interesting Carson Wentz prop that I'm quite interested in, and we'll transition over to college breakdown as well after this quick break. This is the Technology Minute with George Capalbo. A private ride to space. It's all fun and games if you're William Shatner. In an instant, you go, whoa. Otherwise, lately, space tourism is having a few technical problems. SpaceX Crew Dragon. Stinky. Leaky Plumbing. Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic. Grounded by the FAA for airspace violations. And unless you're comped like Shatner for your ride, so weird. your one-hour flight, really expensive. Now there's an alternative. 
Worldview and Space Perspective are offering up to 12-hour leisurely balloon flights 100,000 feet up to the top of the stratosphere with gourmet meals in the world's highest rooftop bar with separate plumbing. Follow me at G. Capelbo on Twitter and stay tuned to The Technology Minute for more cool stuff like this. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Winning doesn't just happen. It takes a plan, a strategy, all based on expert analysis and trusted information. That's what you get right here. The Winning Edge. We're not just doing this because we're nice guys. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Back right here on the early line. Two more target player props to get to. Let me just hit the ground running right away because I think Kirk Cousins is in an interesting spot this week against the Green Bay Packers because Kirk Cousins has to step up. And when do you like to back Kirk Cousins? Not then. Not when he has to step up here. The interesting thing, though, Donnie, about this football game is the total right now is a 49. And while I think that might be a tab too high, Green Bay has played seven consecutive unders. The Vikings have yet to play an over at home. And specifically at home, Kirk Cousins has not been throwing a world of touchdowns. And in fact, he has only thrown over one and a half touchdown passes at home just once. Pair that with the fact that the Packers, Donnie, have held five straight quarterbacks under one and a half passing touchdowns. And I think you're going to get a plus money number on this Kirk under. And I think it is going to be a legitimate play here in a big time game. It's interesting because not many people, Kevin, would take that angle here. You take a look at Kirk Cousins on the season, 68% completion percentage, over 2,400 yards, which equates to 270 per game. But the bigger picture that usually you see Kirk Cousins, like, oh, what a bad pass, Kirk. 
not so much here. 18 touchdowns on the season and two interceptions. But we were talking a little bit earlier about the Green Bay Packers and their defense. What do we usually look for the Packers at? Oh, Aaron Rodgers, boy, it would be nice to have a defense there to go with Aaron Rodgers because he'll score, but Green Bay can't stop anybody. They've been nothing short of sensational the past couple of weeks here. Take a look at the Kansas City game going on the road. Now, the question that we get a little bit over is, hey, their offense only scored seven, but look at the defense. They only give up 13 points to the Chiefs that you saw the very next week against the Raiders absolutely annihilate them. Now you take a look at Seattle. They pitched a shutout against Russell Wilson, 17 to nothing. I like where you're going here because you initially see like Kirk Cousins passing touchdowns and you say he's probably going to the over. Why? Because Kirk Cousins has had a really, really good season. But the simple fact you're looking mm-hmm. this way has me intrigued because, quite frankly, it makes a lot of sense with how well the Green Bay Packers are playing on defense. And for me, it is not impossible that this number is two and a half for passing touchdowns based on the fact that they are home and there is a high total in this game. If it is two and a half, the juice to the under will be very, very expensive. But if I'm talking about under one and a half, it still could be worth playing. Now, this last target player prop is as much of a target prop as I can remember because I have quite literally no idea which direction I would bet this prop. It will all depend on the price. And I made sure to bring this up because I need help from Donnie to tell me which way he leans because he knows both sides of this coin very, very well. The target player prop is Carson Wentz to throw or not to throw an interception against the Buffalo Bills. Yes, this is a market. Yes, this will be listed on the FanDuel Sportsbook going into this game. Here are the two sides of this coin. On the Buffalo side, Donnie, they have forced an interception in all but two of their games this year. Incredibly, the two quarterbacks that escaped them interception-free, Big Ben and Trevor Lawrence. You figure out how that's possible. I will say, though, Buffalo, who leads the NFL in interceptions, over 50% of that production came from Davis Mills and Mike White. Eight of the 15 picks for that team on the year came from those two quarterbacks. The other hand, though, Donnie is Carson Wentz, who has actually only thrown an interception in two games this season. Carson Wentz has been protecting the football. But also, Donnie, it's Carson Wentz. You know he wants to make a mistake in a game like this. He's dying to make a mistake in a game like this. I need to see the number, Donnie. But one way or another, I expect to get to the window on the Wentz interception prop. But I ask you, Mr. Buffalo, and of course, an Eagles fan, what in the world would you be doing with this market? Now, look, Carson Wentz is going into this football game. You know, he's not worried about the Buffalo defense. He's going, man, I'm going to go into a game with the MVP of the NFL, and I need to show him that I'm in his caliber. But if you take a look at Carson Wentz, sometimes uh, reputation precedes him, and it's not correct here, Kevin. When you take a look at outside his rookie year in Philadelphia, 2017, 33 touchdowns, 7 picks. 2018, 21 and 7. 2019, 27 and 7. And then the disaster 2020 season where he was throwing to, as we like to say, cashiers and 
a bunch of guys that were driving Uber later in the season. He threw a co- quite a few interceptions. Now, what gets most of the highlights from Carson Wentz this year? It's not actually his ability to play on two basically broken ankles or recovering from a foot or trying to hustle around, look like a crash test dummy out there with how many times he got hit early parts of the season. The fact that he only he has 17 touchdowns and only three interceptions. And you're right, two of those interceptions came in one game. Because when you see some of the highlights come out, oh, Carson Wentz, a left-handed interception. What is he doing out here? Boy, he's a turnover machine. He's not a turnover machine. But you are playing the Buffalo Bills, who are a very good and aggressive defense. You're also playing this game that's going to be outdoors. It's going to be cold weather. The wind's possibly swirling in this one. So if I'm looking at a perspective right now from Carson Wentz, you think he would throw an interception, right? It just makes sense. Mm -hmm. But when you look at reality, he's been taking care of the football. So what do we think that price is going to be? Over a half of basically to throw one interception in this game. If he is in the plus money to do that, you probably would have to take a look at it here. But I got to say, if he's plus money not to throw an interception, that's the way I think I want to go because perception is not reality. He's been a very good quarterback and not interception prone, even though the Buffalo Bills are a very good defense that can cause turnovers and have done so. I want to see where the plus money is on this one, Kevin, before I make a decision. Yeah. It's it's it just give me the dog right Don like wherever the plus now and it'll be end up, it'll end up being like minus one fifteen of like you have to make the decision but I totally agree look Carson Wentz over his last seven games has thrown fourteen touchdowns and only two interceptions he's yeah. playing incredible football and by those two interceptions were against the Titans they came, one of them came with like two minutes left and it was almost a good interception and the other one yeah. was in overtime but it's again like the Bills pick off quarterbacks. And it's Wentz. It just feels like this is a game where Carson Wentz finds a way to hit a Buffalo guy. Maybe maybe twice because he's Carson Wentz. It's a target player prop for a reason. I'm excited to see what that number ultimately ends up looking like here. Let's talk a little college sports, Donnie. We'll start over in the college basketball landscape here. On the heels of the Big Ten last season, Donnie, right? Being the conference. The best conference, maybe college basketball had ever seen and then the tournament started and that narrative died quite quickly well this year a lot of expectations for the big 10 right i think i even hear big 10 ben we might run in and try and cut my mic as i'm giving this breakdown here but let's be honest dot purdue illinois michigan i mean it was going to be another banner year for the big 10 they have played four games against the big east in the gavit tip-off games The Big Ten has been favored in all four of those games. They have lost all four of these games, Donnie. Yeah, and it's it's you know certainly interesting to try to wrap your head around this one. But as I said, you know, Big Ten Ben, right? You know, always talk about the Big Ten and how tough it's been on the season to start there. Sometimes a little bit of disrespect goes a long way. Maybe they could snap out. You saw the Big Ten yesterday, Kevin. What with Michigan going down on their home court to Seton Hall, big bad mm-hmm. Michigan supposed to maybe run the table and dominate out of here. Juwan Howard getting mm-hmm. extensions. Maybe that plays off, but I don't know. Like. You're looking early in the season. A lot of things change, and there's no alarm bells really that come up and say, oh, boy, Michigan lost yesterday, so how are they going to recover from this? It's a long season. The regular season all but doesn't matter that much until you get to conference tournament play or conference play, then conference tournament play before you get to March Madness. We'll see what happens. Look, all in all, if it was a deal where the Big East was at their home in all yeah. these games, like Marquette was yeah. home against Illinois, right? College basketball, it happens. If they were neutral sites, Donnie, cool, got it, great. Donnie, 
Wisconsin lost at home to Providence. Nebraska lost at home to Creighton. And Michigan loses at home to Seton Hall. Mm-hmm. Those are bad results. Those are bad results for the Big Ten. They're in action twice today. Butler hosts Michigan State as a yeah. two-and-a-half-point underdog. Indiana hosts St. John's as a six-point favorite. I mean, Donnie, do I not just close my eyes, grab plus yeah. money on the Big East, and see at the window? I, I, I guess you would have to do that. It's like sometimes we take a look at the MAC and we talk about MAC and we just want to take the overs. Well, you know, we want to take mm. last night out. Probably not a good night for you overall, but you're right. Sometimes you're looking at, and who who wants it more, Kevin, right? Is there a trophy that's given out and they say, hey, the conference, uh, that's fantastic stuff. But when you're looking for conference relevance here, doesn't it seem like the Big Ten is on the top of the mountain and say, hey, you know, we're going to play these other teams are okay. But who gets up for these games more? Is it going to be Michigan State getting up more for Butler? Is Butler going to get up more for Michigan State? Sometimes that matters, Kevin. You know, when we look into college football in the bowl season where you have a group of five team play a power five team, the power five is like, hey, our season's over anyway. I'm headed to the pros. Good luck out there. We don't care about this game. But the power five team says this is the biggest game of the season for us. We are going to be ready. Maybe the Big East looking at that as opposed to the Big Ten saying, just get us into the conference play here. And the thing that will probably happen once again is the Big Ten will get into conference play. They'll beat up on one another, and then Big Ten Ben will go, man, look how good they are. They're just beating up on one another, man. They ain't really doing much all else outside of the conference, clearly, here. Like, you... India, like if and here's the best part. Yesterday, Ben gives out a best bet. He goes and gives out Creighton. He doesn't even realize what he's doing to himself. I'll tell you this right now. If if the Hoosiers and the Spartans go down tonight, we might have to disband the Big Ten. I mean, drastic measures here, but what are our options, folks? Also, I mean, if you're the Hoosiers and you play St. John's of beautiful, lovely, best place in the world, Queens, you gotta know you're up against it. Come on back to the early line continue. Sportsbook Radio. I don't know, Rex, right? I don't know this. I don't know that. And then are you surprised he said it? No, I'm not surprised he said it. Why are you talking out of both sides of his mouth? I think I know what oh. he really wanted to say, but he was trying to be nice about it. But I know he wanted to say this. What a maroon. <laughs> what an ignoramus. <laughs> That's pretty much it. You nailed it, man. Catch Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Weekdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 Pacific. On the home of the winning edge. The Sports Grid Radio Network. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you need to know something, you trust someone who's been right on the money before. That's where we come in. That's what we do. But we just call it the winning edge to save time. You're listening to Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. NBA board is packed. We'll get there in just a moment, but I did want to quickly bring up two Maction games tonight and just let you know where things stand for these two games here. Again, we saw yesterday three games, a little bit lower scoring of a Maction slate than people would prefer. We've got two really tight games, though, which, I mean, for Maction, good luck figuring out games with these tight of a line. Central Michigan, a road one-and-a-half-point favorite against Ball State. The total, 58 and a half. Northern Illinois goes to Buffalo. This game, a straight pick em right now. Minus 110, both ends of the spectrum here. Also total, Donnie, 58 and a half. Any thoughts for you on these two matchups? Yeah, secondary, the Buffalo game here, right? We're going to have some overcast conditions, but it's not going to be that cold here. 58 degrees, but you do have some windy conditions around 15 to 16 miles an hour once the game does start here, Kevin. But if you take a look at this game, and here's where we're going to leave it off. If you watch the games, and look, I know it's week to week in the NFL. So we have to say it's week to week in college football. Things can change. But as you watched yesterday, you took a look at the Bowling Green game versus Miami of Ohio, and you said to yourself, it's Bowling Green team. This offense is bad. Like, I, do they ever score points? Mm-hmm. And then you want to go back two games versus the Buffalo Bills, where that same team you saw last night in Bowling Green that scored seven points and looked inept, they dropped 56 points on the Buffalo Bulls. And then how do the Buffalo Bulls respond back on defense? By giving up 45 to the Miami-Ohio team that played yesterday here. So if we're looking from a perspective where you should get some points here, Northern Illinois coming on the road. And the reason why we like this as well, Kevin, is a lot of times in the MAC, it's not so much about blown coverages on defense and guys running wide open. Sometimes one team just can't stop the run. Take a look at Northern Illinois coming into this game. 220 yards per game on the ground, good for close to five yards per carry. Why does that matter? Buffalo giving up close to 200 yards per game on the ground and close to five yards per carry. It's almost a perfect match here. I expect Northern Illinois to win this football game. And then again, you say to yourself, mm-hmm. like, ah, what's that? That's a one-point game, close to a pick them here. What makes sense? Take that out of the equation. I think Northern Illinois wins, but I'd be looking more towards a team total with Northern Illinois to try to take out some of that crazy action. But then again, last night, old DRS said, I don't trust the 17 points here with Miami as they rolled easily in that game. They'll get into the mid-30s, as I said. 34 was exactly what they got. DRS needed 35, one extra point missed. Saw it coming a mile away as their first touchdown drive, Kevin, ended with a blocked extra point. I said, yeah. Let's see where that haunts us, and boy, oh boy, did it. But maybe coming back tonight on Northern Illinois makes a little bit of sense here, at least from a team total perspective. I've tried to tell people this, and Donnie knows this very well. I I would think a lot of you out there watching and listening know this very well. Blocked extra point on the first touchdown of the game. And so I said, what are you worried about? Man, a lot of football left. Nah, there isn't a lot of football left. There ain't enough football left. It doesn't matter. We just lost. And you lost right there. No matter what happened, yeah. you lost that bet. You didn't deserve to lose that bet. Because you, 
Oh, I can't stand when stuff like I guess it's better it was blocked. Was it better that it was blocked than missed? Actually, probably not, right? Because like missed extra points. It was points. The only, the only good blocking extra points, blocked. Donnie. It was a straight up blocked extra point that almost went back for two the yeah. other way. But the question really would have been is is it better to miss the extra point on the first touchdown? Ooh. Or watch them put up the final touchdown to get the 34, <laughs> line up for the extra point, oh, and have a bobbled snap. That would have been ridiculous because at least you had the whole night see it was coming as opposed to this is going to cash easily because the last touchdown that they scored, being Miami-Ohio last night, Kevin, was late third quarter in that game. It's like, I got a whole quarter to go. Not so fast as they ran the clock out. Oh, so don't run the clock out. The only goal is to score points in the MAC. What happened to the MAC? To, to be fair, right? It's not like the final touchdown that they scored was with four minutes left. It was with Correct. four minutes left in the third quarter. What yes. an absolute nightmare. I'll just mention quickly a little trend on that Ball State Central Michigan game. Ball State this season, four home games, all four to the under. And if you look at the last couple, not even close. A 56.5 total, 22 12. 46.5 total, 28 to 16. And then a 53 total, 24 to 17 there. So perhaps be cautious looking for points in that one here. All right, let's transition over. To the NBA here, Donnie, as per a big board to get to. The big game on the slate. Oh, Bucks Lakers. I just can't stand this, man. This should be such an exciting game. It's not. The Bucks are six and eight. It doesn't matter. They're seven and a half point favorites against the eight and seven Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron's not coming back. I don't know, Donnie. Maybe the Lakers will try and show that they can be competent before he comes back. I doubt it. What do you make of this game? Ugh. Yeah, Chris Middleton also looks like he's going to make an appearance here for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, so that estimated starting lineup tonight looking a lot better. Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Chris Middleton, Giannis, and Bobby Portis. The only interesting yeah. thing here about this game for me is I do think the Bucks are going to win, even though they've been struggling lately. But since it's going to be a big-time game, national TV, does Giannis have enough to put his brother in the starting lineup so you can get a primetime Thanasis and Giannis starting five here? But outside of that, it doesn't look good here for the Lakers. And you're right. If LeBron James was in, they were completely healthy. This game would be sensational to watch. But from a three-point player perspective, as long as Grayson Allen continues to be in the starting lineup, he is a <laughs> flamethrower from three-point land. And also, if yeah. you're taking a look at somebody in the case of a primetime game, no LeBron James and estimated to be in the starting lineup, one Carmelo Anthony. There are some good options to watch this game from, but if you're looking from a player-to-player perspective, the Bucks by far have the better team tonight. Yeah, they do. Middle, of course, Middleton's going to come back. He's going to shoot the lights out. He's going to look amazing. The only thing that would make this better is if Donnie's right and they and they get my guy Thanasis in that starting lineup. You love when Thanasis is just out there making it happen. One of the true joys of the NBA. couple quick notes on this one. Bucks so far, 5-0 to the under at home. This total is 213.5. Anthony Davis was on his way to cashing an over on his points prop before being ejected in the game against the Chicago Bulls. If AD is going to be fiery and is going to live up to some of the post-game press conference words that he has had, this should be a focused Anthony Davis tonight on prime time. His prop, 24.5. And, and lastly, to record a triple-double, Russell Westbrook, plus 600. Mm. LeBron is not playing in this game tonight. These Russ yeah. numbers were getting in the 2-1 to one range. I get it. Russ has only been able to take advantage of LeBron not being there twice and cash those triple-double tickets, but he continues to knock on the door. Russ, one final salvo before LeBron comes back perhaps there. 
six to one at the minimum gives you some value in that market here. Another good game, Don, in between a couple of Eastern Conference teams here, I would say is Atlanta and Boston. And maybe this one fits the description a little bit more for three-point player props. The Hawks are four-and-a-half-point favorites hosting this game, a total at 214-and-a-half. No, certainly always one of my favorite teams to bet is the Atlanta Hawks. They've got a lot of versatility there in the starting lineup. I do agree with the Atlanta Hawks being a favorite here. Close to five points. I think they can get it done over 214 and a half. We'll see if that one gets there. But when we take a look from a player-to-player perspective, still waiting for Brown to come back here for the Boston Celtics to sort of complete that Jason Tatum. Maybe they made up while he's been injured and the offense is a little bit more smooth mm. or when he comes back, they'll be able to fit him in easier. But at the same time, when we take a look at the Atlanta Hawks here, there's a lot of firepower in that starting lineup here, particularly from three-point range. Trey Young, Bogdanovich, Herter, as well as, you know, can we? It's always one of those things, Kevin, before the game. And the interesting part was last year during the playoff run is John Collins going to be able to hit a three point shot or not? We'll see if we include him in here. But I think overall, Atlanta Hawks should have a nice little bump being on the home court. I think they can win this game by five more. And until Brown comes back for the Celtics, not really a team I trust all that much here, Kevin. The interesting thing, though, Donnie, is they have now started, they being the Boston Celtics, to cover some numbers here. And I think a part of that actually could be the Jalen Brown absence, but not in that Jalen Brown was harming this team. He was actively their best player when he was playing, but shortening up some numbers, right? DRS and giving them a better chance. This team is now covered seven in a row, five of those games without Jalen Brown. However, to Donnie's Atlanta point here, 5 and 0 against the spread as a home favorite this season 5 and 1 overall as the home team Atlanta has been excellent in their building which by the way they've needed to be excellent in their building because the road games You do not want to watch those if you are an Atlanta Hawks fan. Let me tell you that. Continuing to move through this board here, Donnie, how about Suns Mavericks? Now, this is an interesting spot here because you've got a red-hot Phoenix team. You would anticipate DeAndre Ayton back, ready to go in the mix here. The Suns coming off of a win and non-cover in a tight game against the Minnesota Timberwolves here. They host a Dallas Mavericks team that are really playing some good ball here. Winners of five of their last six games, but we've noted a team that really struggles ATS on the road. To pair though, Donnie, big number here that Phoenix lays. Yeah, big number that Phoenix lays. Why? Because we don't know if Luka Doncic is going to play in this mm-hmm. game or not, suffering that late ankle injury, which is interesting because how many times, Kevin, has we have we looked at an angle towards an NBA game or an NFL game that says we can rise up for a game, maybe two, without our superstar player? And also, once you see – the line is listed at eight, so it's sort of baked in that you're probably not going to see Doncic. But once it's officially announced, mm-hmm. whether he's in or out, do we see this line possibly poke its way around a minus 10 as a favorite towards Phoenix? That's when you probably want to come back here on Dallas. But at the same time, hey, look, Dallas going on the road without Doncic, going up against a good Phoenix team at home. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Michael Bridges, Jay Crowder, DeAndre Ayton. There's not a lot of hope for them. But again, we've seen it. Hey, this team's left for dead. Their best players in playing. How can I actually bet this team? Whoa! Look at the honest effort they gave in and rising up for at least mm-hmm. one game. If you get that double-digit number, maybe you're now looking to come back in here on the Dallas Mavericks. And I think where you can kind of take that cautionary tale of a team missing a great player and finding a way to cover that one-game spot. Dallas might be a difficult team to back, Donnie, but be cautious fading that group then in this one spot here, right? That game where Denver played Indiana without Jokic. I thought Indiana would get the job done. 
I did not actively put the dollar down on Indiana because, as Donnie said, be careful here. The Nuggets are home. They can find a way for one game, and they found a way for that one game here. Certainly another one I want to bring up here, Donnie, the Chicago Bulls staying on the road, this time in Portland. And Portland and Atlanta are basically the same team. On the road, close your eyes, fade them. At home, they're very good. Five and two against the number at home. But these Bulls travel well, Donnie. Five and two against the number on the road. Yeah, they do. Without Vucevic as well. And it looks like you're stepping up that big three, as we like to call it now. Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan playing great basketball. And this is the team that I circled early in the season or before the season started to say, hey, look, mm-hmm. this is a team that has some veteran leadership. You added to the bench here. This team should be able to make a playoff run. It looks like they're well on their way to doing that. But it's a shame, Kevin, as I say this, for a 10 o'clock start tonight because this is three-point night bombs away late night on the West Coast at the Moda Center. Lillard, mm-hmm. McCollum, Powell. Ball, Levine, DeRoe. I mean, there is a lot of players that are going to be launching in this game and a lot of fun to watch. Portland, only a short favorite here at home, which you said as well. They do play well. As much as I love the Bulls, this is a tough spot here. And that line leads me to believe the Portland Trailblazers will give a good effort here. Damon Lillard back from injury, playing well. Hey, I think they can win this game as much as I hate to say it. I really want to continue to follow what Damian Lillard is going to do from now and until we get to at least probably the close of this month. Lillard, as Donnie said, starting to play a little bit better here. His last couple of outings, 25, 27, 28, 20, and 24. A little bit more of efficiency from a Damian Lillard as well. Far too talented of a player to continue were, were those early season struggles. That trend that I just started talking about, the game before that, he scored four points against the Pacers. That's not Damian Lillard. This a little bit more like it. His props will be worth the look. Taking a break here on the early line. Up next, Donnie Wright's side closes out the show. Sports professor Rick Harrow inside the $1.3 trillion business of sports with your daily numbers game. Kudos to the NBA. ESPN registered about a 20% increase in ratings over the first 12 games. The demographics also show that the aged 18 to 49 category of 26%. Those are the folks that buy stuff. And women up 28%. Those are the demographics that the NBA and ESPN want to target. So looks good. The top games, the Heat, Sixers, Bucks, other marquee teams, apparently, are generating significant revenue increases as well. Why? Digital, streaming, pent-up post-pandemic demand. And the interesting thing is November is usually a time when the NBA's ratings aren't that great. and They grab the center stage around Christmas time. Seems to be earlier this year. Sports professor Riccardo, Daily Numbers Game. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. 
So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's a jungle out there. So many possibilities, prospects, and probabilities. It's easy to become overwhelmed. That's where we come in. Relax. We're your trusted source for expert information on sports gaming strategies and information. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Last segment of the day here for the early line radio on Sirius XM. 59 on the grid. Both myself, Donnie Wrightside, and Kevin Walsh carrying you from 7 to 9 a.m. Before we hand it off to Ben Stevens and the morning after over the next three hours. Make sure you stay tuned. But you know what you need to do right now, good people? Listen up. Quiet. All right, listen up to this. Now, I sometimes am a little bit older, as I think in my mindset here, 44 years old. Some things I don't like to change. And one of those things particularly are stadiums and the way they use their naming rights here. And why are we bringing this up today? Why is it a big story? Because if we take a look at the legendary Staples Center, the name is going to change on Christmas Day this year to what? Crypto.com Arena. You say, oh my goodness, how could this happen? You know why this happens? Because they paid $700 million over the next 20 years to make that happen. Now, it's a shame, right? Yes, Paul George for the Los Angeles Clippers. Boy, it just feels like they're stripping away you know, a legendary name and a legendary arena at this point. And I agree with them here. Because when you take a look at the other iconic fields here, when is the price enough to make a change from rich ownership? Wrigley Field, Dodger Stadium, Fenway Park, Madison Square Garden. Can you imagine Madison Square Garden called, I don't know, Amazon Arena, Walmart.com Arena, McDonald's Arena? It could happen here. But some of the name changes that we always thought, like Candlestick Park out in San Francisco was legendary. Barry Bonds played there. Joe Montana played there. The catch took place there. And we realized the change to 3Com Park and Monster Park. How about down in Miami, Joe Robbie Stadium, the crown jewel of the NFL in 1987. All the Super Bowls will be played there. Let's rip these names off. Pro Player Stadium, Pro Player Park, Dolphins Stadium, Dolphin Stadium. Sun Life Stadium, Landshark Stadium, finally Hard Rock Stadium. There were nine changes to Joe Robbie Stadium over the past 25 to 30 years. Incredible stuff. The more things change, the more they never stay the same. Make sure you guys stay tuned here right now to Ben Stevens and the morning after coming up on the Sports Grid Network for the early line. We'll see you tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.